Thank you for joining the Element Church Podcast, where we exist to guide people to experience life to its fullest, connect into meaningful relationships, and make a lasting impact. Wherever you're listening from today, we hope this message inspires and strengthens your faith. Have you ever been so close to a lightning strike that the thunder was immediate? Or, or have you ever been in a storm so strong and so loud that it felt like the thunder would never stop and the wind would never cease? Whenever you experience a storm like that or, or anything that has that kind of power, whether it's an animal or an act of nature, you respect it so much more, right? Sometimes you are in awe of it. Or maybe for you, it was standing at the bottom of a uh, majestic mountain range or on the edge of the Grand Canyon or in a giant cathedral. Or, or if you live in Cheyenne, maybe it was like me driving around town last week after this giant snowstorm comes through, just in awe of how much snow can be produced in one storm. Well, today, as we close out the series we've been in called What I'm Praying For, I want to talk about that kind of response to our God. If you don't know, uh, my name is Jeff Manis, and I am the lead pastor here. And, and this happens to be one of four Sabbath Sundays we are taking as a church this year. The word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, and it literally means to stop. We did a, a whole series on the Sabbath in the fall of last year called Sabbath. I would highly encourage you to go back and watch or listen to that if you haven't done that yet. The intention of the Sabbath is to stop all of our normal work and activity and truly rest in and delight in God. And we thought a great way for us to model this as a church was to do that very thing for the whole church. So four times this year, we're going to stop all of our church's normal work and activity on one day and rest. Our volunteers get a rest, our buildings get a rest, our equipment gets a rest from its normal work. However, we didn't want to offer you nothing on this Sunday, and so we provided this online sermon for you to engage with, with your family or your community, and I hope it challenges and encourages you. Uh, don't forget, this coming Sunday is Easter Sunday, and not only are we celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, but we're also going to be doing something I've never done before in church. We're calling it, The Church Has Left the Building. You might remember last year, we had the same title and theme for Easter Sunday, but this year's going to be so different than what you experienced last year. While we might all be sitting in the building, our church is going to leave the building and make a lasting impact, and I can't wait for you to experience it. We'll be offering our normal worship experience times of 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. and then 12.30 p.m. Uh, we will not be having our e-kids uh, services at the 12.30 service, just 8.30 and 10.30. I challenge you to not only make it a priority for you and your family to be here, but also invite someone uh, to come be a part of Easter Sunday. I promise neither you nor they will regret it. I believe it will be something that we will never forget. 
Well, this is the seventh and final week of our series, What I'm Praying For. Each week, we've looked at some specific prayers that I'm praying for our church, for for God's people, or for God's kingdom around the world. Today, I want to look at one final scripture and share three final things I'm praying for. The main scripture today is Psalm chapter 29. Psalm 29 is considered a Sabbath psalm, so it's fitting that this is a Sabbath Sunday for us. In many Jewish Sabbath services, especially the Sabbath that followed the Feast of Tabernacles, after reading a portion of the Torah, the first five books of the Jewish scriptures, Genesis through Deuteronomy, after reading a portion of the Torah, these Jewish people would then read Psalm 29 as a reflective psalm. In Psalm 29, there are three final things I'm praying for us as a church and as God's people. We're going to start in Psalm 29, verses 1 and 2, and it says this, Honor the Lord, you heavenly beings. Honor the Lord for his glory and strength. Honor the Lord for the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. So the first thing I'm praying for us as a church and as God's people is this, that we would honor the Lord, that we would honor the Lord. Now we hear the word honor and we think respect and we should respect God, right? That's a part of it. But that's not really what King David is is saying here, at least not fully, The idea of honor here, and really the idea of honor throughout Scripture when it comes to God, is more than just respect. It's it's wonder and awe. In fact, maybe you would think of it this way as on the screens. It's it's awe-ner, A-W-E-N-O-R. It's a fear of God. Not that we should be afraid of him, but that we should stand in awe and wonder of who he is and what he can do, like a storm or a wild animal, in awe of God's power. To recognize how holy other God is. I think we've lost some of our honor of God as his followers. Look at Psalm 89 verse seven, and notice how the, the mightiest angels have honor for God. Psalm 89, seven, the highest angelic powers stand in awe of God. He is far more awesome than all who surround his throne. Like, think about that. I mean, according to the book of Revelation, Around the throne of God for eternity are these angelic beings who cry out over and over and over, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And yes, God is holy, absolutely holy. But I gotta wonder, if these beings aren't in such awe of who God is that that's all they can get out of their mouth. Holy, holy, holy. 
In Isaiah chapter 6, when Isaiah saw a vision of the Lord, it says the Lord was surrounded by these angelic beings with six wings, with two wings that covered their face, with two that covered their feet, and with two they, they flew, saying, holy, 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 meaning they wouldn't even look at God. They were in such awe of who he is. When Isaiah saw the Lord, he said, it's all over, I am doomed. When Moses saw the Lord, it says he fell face down on the ground and worshiped him. When Joshua saw the Lord, he fell face down on the ground and the Lord told him, take off your sandals for where you are standing is holy ground. When Paul saw the Lord in the New Testament, he fell to the ground and was blind for several days. When John saw the Lord in Revelation, he said, I fell at his feet as though I were dead. It seems like a pattern, right? Yet we, as, as God's followers, we will stand before this holy, majestic, awe, glorious, powerful God as if it's no big deal. We live our lives, but before that God as if he doesn't care what we do, how we act, or what we say. We think of God only as a friend, and he is a friend. Praise God, he is our friend, because I would not want God as a foe. But I'm praying. I I'm praying that we will see God in a new way, a way that brings us, uh, brings us to honor him as our only appropriate response. That, that we do, as Psalm 29 says, honor the Lord for the glory of his strength. That, that we honor and worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. In light of all of that, it shouldn't surprise us that the Hebrew word for worship in Psalm 29 verse 2 that we read is the word shakah, which literally means to bow down. It makes me wonder if we should be doing more bowing or falling to our knees in our worship of God. We're only two verses in and I'm already challenged. How about you? Psalm 29, three through nine then says this, the voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. The God of glory thunders. That's why I used a storm as an opening illustration. The Lord thunders over the mighty sea. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon's mountains skip like a calf. He makes Mount Hermon leap like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. The voice of the Lord makes the barren wilderness quake. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The, the voice of the Lord twists mighty oaks and strips the forest bare. In his temple, everyone shouts glory, glory to this God. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Uh, maybe after hearing that, you want to shout glory where, where you are, but be careful if you do. Uh, that, that could get very weird real quick if you're at a coffee shop or in, in a public setting somewhere, but by all means, go for it. Shout glory if you want to. God's voice thunders. 
It's powerful. It's majestic. It splits and shatters trees. It makes mountains move. It it strikes like lightning. It makes the wilderness quake and strips the forest bare. Again, wow. Wow. And think of the significance of those words from Psalm 29 in reference to the Jewish people reading that. Just after they read the Torah on the Sabbath, the Torah is the scripture. And what is the scripture? It's the word or voice of God. So the second thing I'm praying for from this passage is this, that we would hear God's voice. That we'd hear God's voice. But not like you would hear the voice of a parent when you're a child and it goes in one ear and and out the other. I'm talking about hearing God's voice in such a way that it shakes our hearts and our minds, that it moves mountains in our life, that it strikes sin in our lives like lightning and destroys it, that it quakes the barren parts of our lives, causing fruit to grow. I'm praying that God's voice matters in our life in tangible ways. James, uh, the brother of Jesus in James 1.22 says this, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. I don't want us to be fooling ourselves when it comes to God. I want us to hear his voice through his word and be so impacted by its power that things have to change in our life. So I'm praying that we will honor God. I'm praying that we will hear his voice and be changed by it. Then the last two verses of Psalm 29 says this, The Lord rules over the floodwaters. The Lord reigns as king forever. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. So the last thing I'm praying for is this, that we would receive help from the Lord. That we, each of us, would receive help from the Lord. Think about the progression of this psalm. It starts with honoring God for his glory, power, majesty, holiness, and strength. That he is God and there is no other. Then it says that God's voice shakes and quakes and strikes with power. And that God of glory and power and strength and majesty, that God whose voice moves mountains also gives his people strength and blesses them with peace. Is that not encouraging? This awe-inspiring and all-powerful God offers us strength. And this God that shakes the earth with his voice offers us peace. It really is amazing. And I'm praying that we'd be recipients of that. Does anyone need strength today? Does anyone need peace? The Lord who rules over the floodwaters and reigns as king forever is offering us strength 
and peace. But there is a condition, by the way. Did you know that? It's not listed here in Psalm 29. This is why we need to read the word of God as a whole and not just pick and choose parts we like. Yes, God offers strength. But in 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9, God says this, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those, and here's the condition, whose hearts are fully committed to him. That verse completes the circle. When I choose to honor the Lord, fully committing my heart to him in the splendor of his holiness, when I hear the voice of God in such a way that I'm allowing it to change me from the inside out, that God then gives me strength and peace. So here's the final prayer I'm asking us to pray this makes seven total prayers in the series. I would encourage you again to set a reminder to pray this prayer with me at least once a day this week. As we have been, we'll be posting this prayer and all of the prayers on our social media platforms uh, throughout the week. Here's the final prayer I'm asking you to pray with me for this series. It's on the screens if you want to follow along. Our holy, mighty, and majestic God, May our response to you be one of honor and praise for the splendor of your holiness. May we stand in awe and surrender to who you are. May your voice, the voice that shakes the earth, speak in such a way that we not only hear you, but we are moved to follow you. And as we commit ourselves fully to you, may you, the King forever, give us your strength and guard us with your peace. What a great prayer to close out our series of, Lord, we want to honor you, we want to hear from you, and we want to receive help from you. I, I trust this series has been encouraging, challenging, but also very practical for you to give you some prayers to focus on for our church, for God's people, and for God's kingdom around the world. I would even encourage you to keep praying these prayers long after the series is done. It gives you a way to focus on some intentional prayers. Don't forget Easter Sunday this coming week. I hope to see you here for a very, very special day where we're gonna, we're gonna see our vision lived out. We exist to guide people to experience life to its fullest, connect into meaningful relationships and make a lasting impact. Let me pray for you before you go. Father in heaven, we thank you so much that you are a God who moves in our life. You speak to us. You wanna offer us strength and peace. And for that, Lord, we give you honor. We stand in awe of who you are. Lord, may these prayers define our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you on Easter. You are dismissed. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast or follow us on social media. To learn more about our gathering times in Cheyenne, Wyoming, or to take your next step, visit our website, elementchurch.life. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next week right here on the Element Church Podcast.